Hey everyone, this is your host Joanne Faulkner and you're listening to the Energy Update podcast, the show that focuses on acupressure, qigong and food medicine for the upcoming energy of the month. You can watch past episodes and learn more by going to podcast.joannefaulkner.ie or simply Google Chi Flow with Joe podcast. Hey there, I've been intermittent fasting for quite a few years now and it is my saving grace. At only five foot small, I have to watch my weight and especially since I turned 50, I'm 55 now, those extra wobbles and curves can creep up and stay on. In this month's energy update, I'm gonna share how intermittent fasting works according to Chinese medicine. I'll show you acupressure point, I'll talk about the best foods to eat and when to eat them. And at the end of this video, I'll demonstrate a Qigong move that will help to clear the liver stagnation, which in my opinion, causes a great deal of problems during the menopause, such as weight gain, insomnia, hot flushes, to name but a few, because you know that that list is kind of endless, but in my opinion, liver stagnation is really at the core of things. And so how does it work? Well, Chief Flow with Joe uses intermittent fasting for six weeks each January and February. There's a schedule to follow, which means that you don't eat after 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. Really nice and simple schedule. There's also Qigong exercises, dietary advice, and acupressure therapy to get fit and return to that healthy weight, not necessarily to get skinny. I am not skinny malinky, I never have been, but this intermittent fasting really helps me to stay healthy. It's super easy and super effective. By doing this at the beginning of each year, I found that my weight has been stable and within my healthy range. My energy levels are clear and consistent throughout every day. I don't suffer from dietary issues or inflammation, and I have not experienced prolonged brain fog, often associated with the menopause and my age bracket. That doesn't mean to say I don't call my children after my dog's name. I still have those kind of moments but I still enjoy consistent high mental energy and clarity. But there is a menopause symptom that I have to watch out for, and that's insomnia. Overindulgence, and especially alcohol at Christmas, can send my sleep patterns all over the place. But intermittent fasting helps me get back into my circadian rhythm and my sleep cycles back to normal. I'm not alone. We do this every year, there's at least 400 of us, and this method of watching when you eat rather than what you eat has become very popular. And in 2019, it was the most Googled diet on the planet. But for peri, mid, and post-menopausal women, there are some issues to be aware of. If it's not done with care and attention, it can cause more problems than it solves. Traditional Chinese medicine wisdom has long recommended eating during daylight hours and resting the digestive organs at night. This is the part of living in harmony with the circadian cycles and following the energy of nature that we're going to be using. Because Chinese medicine does not necessarily recommend cutting out breakfast. 
it's always traditional Chinese medicine has always recognized that the early meal is the most beneficial to health. If you eat during earlier hours, it gives your body more time to incorporate the food and repair itself. According to TCM, the meridian clock, which is a chronological map of the strength of the organs at different times of the day, the digestive organs of the spleen and the stomach are the most active in the morning. The stomach time is between seven and nine and the spleen time is between nine and 11. So it makes sense to load up your calories and your protein and your fats earlier in the day when digestive fires are strongest. So we're not about cutting out your breakfast. One of the main differences in Chinese medicine is that instead of cutting out the main focus, which is breakfast, we actually make dinner smaller and earlier during the fasting schedule. And you will find that this is much more beneficial in the long term, because remember, intermittent fasting is not a yo-yo diet. It becomes a lifestyle. And this is eating earlier and actually loading up breakfast and no coffee in the morning. Ensuring that the food intake in the evening and the night allows the liver to rest and detoxify the body. The liver is the organ in charge of metabolism. After a meal, the fat is stored by the liver around the belly. This is where the fat is dropped. And between meals, this fat, this energy from this fat is slowly released into the body. However, if the liver is congested through overeating, eating at the wrong time or toxic overload from medication, excess hormones, alcohol, sugar, the liver is not able to metabolize the energy already stored, so we can't shift the belly weight. We feel exhausted, we suffer from sore joints, disturbed sleep, and even our nails and our hair can begin to thin. Is this you? Do you recognize some of these symptoms? In Western medicine, this would be diagnosed as non-alcoholic liver fatty disease, N-A-L-F-D. In Chinese medicine, we understand it as stagnation in the liver. The time for the liver is 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. And this is often the time where sleep is broken or we're woken up by hot sweats. And a stagnant liver is believed to generate excess heat in Chinese medicine. The liver is responsible for flowing the blood and the emotions around the body. But if the liver is stagnant and it's low in energy, it's not gonna flow the blood and also the emotions can get stuck. We can suffer from depression and in the other, we can get very angry and very irritable if our liver is stagnant. Another symptom that happens when the liver is stagnant, if you imagine that the energy is trying to move, it can actually create an excess heat inside the body. Excess heat produced by the stagnant liver can also influence the cooling and moistening yin energy. And so we can get dry eyes, dry itchy ears, dry skin, tight muscles, we don't have a lot of flexibility, constipation and vaginal dryness. 
This energetic pattern can interfere with the body's natural detoxification processes, which can cause pain and inflammation. Intermittent fasting and reducing eating late at night, too close to that liver time, will really help with those symptoms of non-alcoholic liver fatty disease, or in Chinese medicine, a stagnant liver. Not to get too technical, but I get asked this questions a lot. I would get asked about dampness. And sometimes if we consume excess sugars, refined foods, carbohydrates, the heat from the liver stagnation combines with a weak spleen pancreas and causes dampness in the body. And I get asked quite a lot about dampness. So I thought I would actually go into it a little bit more here because it's outside the Western medicine understanding. In Chinese medicine, there are internal climates. Our body is a part of nature. So we have heat, dry, dampness, cold and wind. So hot, cold, dry, damp and wind. And there's nothing wrong with these climates. Just like outside, we have lots of climates. There's only a problem if they are not in balance. So if we have a flood of water, if we have too much water in the body, if we have too much heat or too much dryness, then there's a problem. Just like my lovely little um, floor mat, yin yang, we're talking about balancing. And when it comes to dampness, the best way that I know to in explain it is, think of a damp room. It's very difficult to get movement into a damp room. The air doesn't circulate very well. The atmosphere is heavy and stuck. And that's the same in the body. We need some dampness and mucus in the body to moisten the digestive tract and the mucous membranes. We do need some dampness, but in excess, this collection of moisture causes heavy and foggy energy. You can get sticky secretions and also you get foggy head, you get dense pain, you can get inflammation, heavy limbs, especially in the lower area of the body. And this can also mean that you get loose stools, poor digestion, candida, and chronic inflammation. Is this you? Again, then you need to clear your liver with intermittent fasting. When dampness accumulates, the chi is impacted and stagnation occurs. This creates heat and damp heat. So I'm going to share with you a list of foods that are really great for draining the dampness from the body. And we're going to start with dark leafy greens. Got to get your dark leafy greens into you. So what do I mean? I mean kale, watercress, spinach, chard, celery. All of those are dark leafy greens and they will help with the diuretic process of the body. Because they're also green in color, each of the organs in Chinese medicine has a color. You can read more about that in my books. I've color coordinated all the organs and the recipes. But the green colored foods will really benefit the liver. Also, bitter foods will also help with uh, the drainage of dampness. So what do I mean by bitter foods? Because we don't tend to eat bitter foods so much. I mean daikon radish, regular radish, turnip, 
aduki beans and if you're not sure what to do with the aduki beans you can go and have a look at my blog on the website which talks about draining dampness by making an aduki bean tea which is a very traditional um, remedy for dampness in Chinese medicine and now we move also the flavor for the liver is sour so a lot of people also understand they ask me well what about apple cider vinegar yes Apple cider vinegar will clear a stagnated liver, but you need to do more than just take apple cider vinegar. You need to work out when you're eating, you need to work out what you're eating, and that time of digestive rest, of not eating too close to the liver and gallbladder time is essential. So some of the sour foods would be lemons, limes, apple cider vinegar, all your kind of pickles, including some of your kind of kimchi and any of the probiotic fermented food, also great at draining dampness. And then we move to your kind of supplements and herbs. Other ones to really kind of stimulate the liver would be milk thistle, valerian, Agnes Castus. Now I'm going to be going into much more detail about these during our fasting program. You get an email every day with either a recipe, an acupressure point, a supplement and explaining how they benefit the body in Chinese medicine. But let's have a look at an acupressure point now to clear the liver and get it active. At the end of the video, you'll find an opening the Qua Qigong exercise, which further opens the meridian and flows the liver energy. But right now, let's start with liver 13, which, and we're going to do scratching monkey. For those who are listening to this episode only, go over to joannefaulkner.ie forward slash podcast to see the exact location of the points. So liver 13, what you want to do is you want to come to the end of the ribs. Now you can see that I'm not completely at the side here because the ribs actually, your floating rib, your last floating rib is a little bit in the front. So just find the end of the floating ribs and we're just going to use this point here and I'm just gonna massage slightly into that point. Now. And then what I want you to do is make loose fists, and I mean loose, so you could blow inside them. They're not really tense, they're nice and loose. And I want you to rotate your wrists and use that point and move the chi through that point. And people often ask me, how do you press a point? Well, really what you're doing here is you're connecting with your body. So connect with that point. And now what you can do is connect with the point, flick and flick, 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 flick. Mm. You can lean to the side and up and over and you can see how this really opens up that liver 13 point and to the other side, opening up that liver 13 point and let's come in scratch monkey you can also tap tapping rotating and flicking nice and easy and we're going to be using acupressure points all the way through the six weeks of the intermittent fasting program now 
fasting has its benefits, but it can put stress on the body and it's not for everyone. There are some people that this fasting practice does not suit. So I would ask that if you are diabetic, adolescent, pregnant, have a chronic illness or kidney issues, or if you've recently recovered from illness or surgery, it is best that you do not intermittent fast. Also, if you've had a food disorder or have had one in the past, it's best that you chat to me before taking part. If you're unsure about joining in, please contact me. And don't forget, I'm live to answer all your questions after the free class on December the 29th, 8.30 Dublin time in this studio. So let's talk about some of the ways that we don't want to do intermittent fasting. As a mid-menopausal woman, there are some things that I definitely want to avoid when I'm doing intermittent fasting. When we think we're in danger or there's a shortage of food, our body produces cortisol. This is a stress hormone that can hinder the production and balance of hormones such as progesterone and estrogen. If stress levels become unhealthy, it can disrupt the hormonal balance. And this makes your menopause problems such as hot flushes, anxiety and insomnia even worse which is why in Chi Flow with Joe, we do it gently. We start the resting the digestive system from 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. That is a 12-hour fasting focus. It clears a stagnant liver and rests the digestive system. Each Sunday evening, we change the fasting time. So very gradually, we increase the fasting until we're up to a 16-hour digestive rest program, a window of 16 hours. But you can take it at your own pace. You don't have to change every Sunday. You can just stay from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. It will still have an amazing beneficial effect on your health. Intermittent fasting and digestive resting with Chi Flow with Joe is a lifestyle rather than a diet. And people say to me all the time, I know what I should be doing to lose weight, but I need a way to do it that I can fit it into my life. Or they might say to me, I've been thinking about weight loss for a while, but life is so busy. I just find myself putting convenience and easiness first. Well, if that is you, then we're on the same page. I am super busy. For many years, single parent, three lads, really busy. And I had to be very careful about my weight because I am small and I love my food. And I don't like diets that lay down the law. It can be frustrating. And frustration and anger then feed into the liver and the menopause symptoms and it makes it worse. Everything ends up being harder than it really should be. So welcome to something different. This is easy. You feel in control of your eating. You feel light, free, pain reduces and sleep becomes easier. I'm telling you, there is a reason that I do it because it works for me. I'm 55, haven't quite finished my menopause, think I have and then, oh no, here we go, we're still in it. So it I'm, I'm there with you. We are all doing it every step of the way together. There's almost 400 of us at the moment and I'm really hoping to get it to 500 of us and we are ready to begin in January. Once you experience this Chinese method 
Chinese medicine method of fasting, you will be able to use it. It's not a one diet fits all plan. You will be in control over your food and you will notice the difference. Having the support and the accountability of the group is essential to help you stay on track and help you when you go off track. I know that like during during the fast, we have no refined sugar, no refined carbs and no breaking your fast with a cup of coffee. This is really essential because we don't want to deplete the kidney energy and stress the body. You can have coffee during the fast, just not to break your fast. That is another big difference with fasting with Chinese medicine. We do not want to deplete the kidney energy. This is our fundamental core essence. It is responsible for the bone marrow, for the very bones, our hair, our teeth. And coffee, if you have it on an empty stomach, can begin to deplete that kidney energy. But I digress. I know the support of the group really helps me. If in the afternoon I kind of feel like reaching for a bit of cake or something, I know that that would be letting the team down because we do it together as a team. This method with Chief Flow with Joe is not about yo-yo dieting. It's about creating new habits and that doesn't happen overnight. And that's why we do it for six weeks. So before I go into the Qigong and show you how to open the liver meridian through the groin and the lower part of the body, let me tell you what is included in Qi Flow with Joe. Like I said, there's the fasting schedule that increases gently and slowly. And we begin from not eating after 8 p.m. to eat not until 8 a.m. So there's none of those little late night snacks. Could you do that? There's a 30 minute daily Qigong exercises and they are with me live every day. So if you get stuck, you can ask me anything. And if you can't make the live, I send you the recordings out every day. There is that daily live check-in. How are you doing? Staying accountable, staying on track. I send you daily nutrition advice and recipes. There's free access to the mid-monthly health talks and also you'll be able to join me in my kitchen to learn how to use a castor oil pack. I know that my videos turn around, I'm actually on my liver, I'm on my right side, might look to the left for you, but how to use a castor oil pack to really clear out the liver and get it flowing. There's also a closed Facebook group for sharing and support, anything that's on your mind, heart, or in your gut. There are emotional aspects to the liver and spleen health, and you can find out more about these either by joining the fasting program in Chief Flow with Joe or in my books. And we'll go into greater detail about the foods and what to eat during the program. But let me talk to you a little bit about the emotional aspect of the organ of the liver. In Chinese medicine, each of the organs has a time of day, a time of year, a color, a flavor, and so much more. And it's one of the ways that we really begin to understand the body, simple and easy. The liver meridian starts from the inside of the big toe and comes up in front of the shin, and then it goes right crisscrosses through the groin until we go up through the pubic region. And from here, it swerves around the genitalia and goes through the lower abdomen. 
and after that it goes up and reaches the lower chest to connect with the actual organ of the liver. The emotion that can congest the liver is anger. And so learning to unlock the hips and the psoas muscle that runs through the pelvis is essential to release any pent up or unexpressed emotion and trauma. Now we do it very gently, very slowly with the breath and the movement. So I really hope that you enjoy the Qigong opening the Kwa, which is this kind of triangle, this diagonal pubic triangle here, opening the Kwa so the liver blood can flow. You can release the anger, release the frustration, and that actually becomes clarity of the eyes because the liver opens to the eyes and you can create the vision of wonderfulness for 2024. So this Qigong will help you remove any obstacles and blockages through the liver meridian as it flows through the lower abdomen and the pelvis. And this will be one of our moves during the free class. So if you've got any questions, you can ask me there. And until then, may you be happy, safe and well. For those who are listening only, go over to joannefaulkner.ie forward slash podcast to see the Qigong routine. The quad is that area, that triangular area that covers right the sexual organs and right through the hips. And what we're doing here is we're opening the liver meridian, which goes through the groin and also the gallbladder, which goes up the side of the body and through the gut buttocks. Now, the liver and the gallbladder, if we have liver stagnation, this can really affect our hormones, our sleep, our feeling irritable and angry. And often this stagnation can get stuck in this area here because often we're taught uh, we might have had trauma or any tension that we are responding to an external environment, we tense and we clench the buttocks and we hold it here. And also perhaps, you know, I wrote a book, Good Food, Better Sex, and often the energy, we are really told not to put our attention here, that it's scary, that it's bad. But actually, we need to be able to get in touch with all of our body. This is our powerhouse, especially as a woman. This area here, controlling all the reproductive organs, it's really important that we keep the blood flowing through here. And quite often we're told we're not allowed to touch ourselves here. So this is a great exercise at really just beginning to open this area up like a book and see what's written inside. Now, don't worry. We're going to go very slowly. If you want, you can have a chair by, by you. So we're not going to go and open it up really quickly. So let's begin. So we want to stand. First of all, we're just going to shake through the body. So we're going to just shake the body and we're going to shake through the hips and we're going to shake through the thighs, the knees, and we're going to wobble and shake the buttocks. And then we're going to do a little bit of tapping. So tap the pubic bone nice and gently with compassion and tapping right into the groin, tapping right into that liver meridian. So liver cheek stagnation is, I think, 
together with kidney deficiency, a real problem when we get to menopause, which is why the intermittent fasting is so beneficial because it really helps to clear out the liver stagnation. So let's clear out any buttock stagnation. Tapping the buttocks, Whee! tap the sacrum, tap the kidneys. And rub the kidneys, say hello to your kidneys, sweep around the waist to the lower dantian. And you can see I'm making a kind of triangle. I'm bringing my thumbs to my belly button and I'm making a triangle. And roughly where your little fingers fall, that's where your ovaries are. So let's just rub a little bit into the ovaries. Tapping again. And now we're ready to begin. So inhale. Arms come up, exhale, imagine you're gathering that energy and bringing it down to the lower dantian. So you should already begin to feel your lower dantian and all around the sexual organs nice and tingly. Inhale, exhale. I mean, this is our pleasure center. We are made for pleasure. So don't deny that pleasure. Really, even now, feel yourself opening up to the wonderful feelings that the body can give us. What I want you to do now is go out with the feet. One, two, we three. All right. So you're in a nice stance. And this is called a horse stance. Okay. As if you're riding a horse. So we've got a nice wide horse stance. We're going to inhale. Imagine drawing the body upwards, twist the foot out to the side and exhale. And I want you to sink down with that knee, imagining that that pelvic area is sinking towards the floor. Now, I don't want your knee to come past your toes. So you want to be able to just see the edge of your toes there with your knee. Inhale, come back to center, pushing into the soles of the foot so that the knee doesn't collapse in. Inhale, center, exhale, twist from the waist, twist round and look at the other foot, look out to the other side. And as you do this, retain your balance and push into the soles of your feet. Push into the soles of your feet and begin to feel that there's an opening happening in this core area, a bit like a book opening its pages. What would your pelvis want to say to you? We're opening up the liver meridian, increasing blood flow to the area. And remember, blood moisturizes. It's a yin fluid. So it's also going to help with vaginal dryness. Inhale, back to center. Exhale, let's go to the other side. Sinking down. So you can see over your toe. You can just see your toe. Inhale to center, exhale, twist from the waist and look to the other side. Now you can see that my knee wants to come in. Keep your knee out. Can you see what happens there? That rotates that in. So that also needs to be rotating out. So see if you can feel that spiraling happen down to the soles of the feet. If you can, See if you can turn the muscles off. Relax the buttocks, relax your thighs, and just be open in this position. Inhale back to center. 
and bring your foot and let's come back in. And give it a little shake, shake through the knees, shake through the buttocks, shake through the belly. Very good. Now I'm going to show you how to do it again, sitting down on a stool. And you want to do this regularly every day. Rather than doing it for hours once, do it regularly every single day. So I'm going to sit on my stool. <clears throat> We're going to do it again. So out we go. Three. Inhale. And imagine that you're looking over that leg. Obviously, you're not going to be using your knee or sinking down. Inhale back to center. And exhale, looking over the other side. But you're still opening through this. You're imagining the spiraling taking place. Inhale back to center. Bring the foot back in. Relax. Be in the center. Inhale. Foot goes out. Exhale. Sink it. Inhale to center. Exhale, and over the other side, <clears throat> pushing down into the soles of the feet, feeling that opening. Even though I'm sitting on this chair, I can really feel that opening here. Also, if you drive a car a lot, this can also bring a lot of tension to this area. So not only are we releasing sexual trauma, we're also releasing the physical everyday tensions that can kind of get stored in the body inhale back to center bring the feet forwards and walk it nice and safely back into center little shake little wiggle little tap rub the kidneys and around rub the kidneys and around and just really have a little conversation. Have a conversation with your pelvis. If it's open now and it's a book, what would your book like to say? Maybe it gives you a memory imprint that no longer serves you. You can release and say thank you to the body for holding on, but you no longer need that. So you can forgive, forget, let go. And feel any of that tension flowing down your legs to the kidney one point in the soles of the feet. And feel the earth receiving all those memories, all that tension, all those days that went before that caused you pain and tension in the pelvis. We're going to inhale, collect the energy, exhale, sweep it down. Imagine that this chi is like a river and it can flow through the body and flow it through your hips, down through your legs, right into the soles of the feet. Feel it going into the earth to be absorbed. Inhale and exhale. Sweep it through. Don't forget your spine. Sweep it through. Down we go. This time, inhale. We're going to Take a beautiful chi ball and we're going to bring that ball of chi into the body, filling every single cell, every single cell with light and energy. 
Thanks for listening to this energy update with Qigong, acupressure and food medicine. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. The series is produced by myself and Kelly Monks and Kelly edits and designs the whole program. If you'd like to find out more about our daily Qigong classes and the Qi Flow community, go to joannefaulkner.ie and dive in. And whilst the acupressure, Qigong and food medicine is extremely effective, please note that I'm not a medical doctor and no content is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. You should always seek the advice and a guidance of a qualified health practitioner.